Welcome to your effing 40s. I'm Leanne McLeod-Golka. And I'm Corey Harding. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome back to your effing 40s. I'm Leanne McLeod-Golka. And I'm Corey Harding. And today we have co-hosting on the phone with us, Karen. Hello, hello. This is episode 52. Wow, that's great. Moving along. Moving along. How you doing, Karen? Oh, you know, I'm doing pretty good, hanging in there. Are you? How uh, are you guys doing? I haven't heard from you guys for a while. Well, you hear from me sometimes. <laughs> I, I hear I hear from you a lot. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be heard from. <laughs> oh. It always makes me I, feel bad. No, that wasn't. You a, like to hide. Yeah. Yeah, I know. A, You're a hiding guy. Yeah. It's okay. I'm like, uh, I'm modeling my life after Johnny Carson. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, if, right? If you, if you don't uh, if you don't know uh, who Johnny Carson is, uh, too bad. You just dated yourself. <laughs> Did he ever? Yes. Date myself frequently. That's why I'm so happy. TMI, okay. <laughs> so so uh, we want to talk about shoulder high weeds and uh, talk about what you guys have going on quick and discuss what's new. Are you excited to be getting out there again? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, this this whole opening up thing, we, we just can't wait. Just a little bit more, and we'll be able to uh, play back in venues again. Right. Yeah. Do you have anything uh, firm in the dates coming up? Well, uh, not too firm yet. I know that the uh, Blind Beggar is itching to get us back in there. Yes, they are. Yeah, they are. We love playing there. It's a great place to play. They're really coiling up to uh, start hard as soon as entertainment's allowed. They're actually, they've done quite a bit more again to the place and they're trying to put it all back together to get it going so oh, i and can't wait they're looking for yeah. staff right now so if you guys are looking for jobs can we like play your show and like bust some table yeah wouldn't that be fun yeah. uh, don't they do That'd that be- at uh jubilations or can you imagine me busting a table nope <laughs> take your goddamn beer no, there's a place in town that they do the musical theater and the, yeah i uh, think that's that's uh jubilations, jubilations right? yeah so they're maybe yeah. we should pretend we're servers one day before yeah. a show. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> okay. <laughs> I got uh, into entertainment so I didn't have to work. Right. <laughs> oh boy. Look, like Krista bark orders at us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we love you, Krista. Yeah. <laughs> what else is new? You guys are going to do some auctions. You were talking about like auctioning stuff off, right? We're going to do a silent auction. We're just still getting some of the packages together. We're trying to raise money to rent our tour bus for a couple of music festivals we got booked for this summer. You know, not gigging a whole lot during this COVID breakdown. The uh, bank is a little low. Right. <laughs> so we need to, <laughs> we either need to do a silent auction to raise some money or start busting tables. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe then, you guys should come down and do some tips. We can do like a tip night. <laughs> we said we're gonna have to. Ha ha, Doug. See, look what dishes. Karen did. She put <laughs> ideas in my head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, all the bar money from all the dishes we break. Right. <laughs> yeah. End up in the negative. End up in the negative. Doug would yeah. not no. let me handle customers. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't let me on the floor. <laughs> also in the works uh, again this year is called Get Fast. Okay. It's a fundraiser for the Alberta Cancer Foundation, and it's held on the anniversary of Gord Downey's death. Okay. Yeah. So and where is that? 
this is actually, so last year we were the first time we were invited to do it. There's another band in town called Trickle Down. Okay. That's also a tragically hit band. And they're the ones that sponsor this. So yeah, uh, last year we were just shy of raising like $17,000. Yeah. Okay. So they have a couple of venues. So it's on that night. And the other one band, you know, played at the Ironwood and we played at Mikey's. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's not no, uh, yeah. back-to-back uh, <laughs> tribute bands. No, yeah, no it's not. Be. Yeah. I was trying to imagine that lineup. I'm like, how does that work? <laughs> well, see, I thought about that too a while ago and before COVID of having a couple of bands of tragically hip tribute bands put together, Yeah. you know, and you just kind of have to figure out your set list and then we would interchange musicians. Yeah. So maybe I'd go and play with the other band for a song or two and then we eventually all switch out and yeah. be a big night of the hip. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. In the Red Deer community, they ran a thing called uh, Band Swap for a few years until the organizer said uh, it was just too tough to deal with individual musicians. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so high maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, they Why did, are you guys they, all divas? <laughs> they did, did a night for charity. Everybody sort of threw their name in the hat, so they're randomly drawn. So you had guitar, vocals, drums, bass, etc. So the bands were sort of randomly drawn of all these participants. It was a great way for band members to meet people from other bands and get a chance to play with guys have ever had a chance to play with and stuff like that. And it went from all the way from, you know, guys just doing their favorite covers, you know, some ACDC tributes to one band doing a full, full CD release of original music with merch, like t-shirt merch and everything. But they get like three months to sort of put it all together and figure out their 30 minute set list. But it's a really interesting way to uh, showcase the musicianship that floats around your local area. That is really neat. That is actually maybe for another talk, but actually how I got into Here we go, uh, more ideas. See, Doug? Yeah. We're releasing all the ideas on air. You're going to get mad at us. We're giving them away. Yeah, Yeah, Axe Music here in Calgary held a program for years. It was called Weekend Warriors. Hmm. I think I remember that. Yeah, you would sign up and just say, you know, this is what I play or I sing. And then, you know, you pay your fee for this Weekend Warriors. They would do the same thing. They would put people together, all different levels, whatever, put people together, form a band. And you had like five weeks to do like five or six songs. They had a coach for each band to help you along. And then we got to play live at the uh, King's Head. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a really great program. And actually it's from doing one of those programs that I uh, met up with and played for like five more years with, Another guitarist, because yeah. that's how we met. Yes, yeah. we should start something like that in Calgary again. Yes, it, it may be a good, a nice kickstart program for the music industry. Yeah, I think so. Cool. Yeah. So, anything else that you want to relay to us before we go on with our show? Well, I do want to talk to you about some of the auction items. Okay, let's discuss those okay. quick. Again, we we don't have everything all together yet, but um, there's going to be like a three hour coaching session with Killer Karen. Because oh. I am a certified live music coach. Yes, you are. I am. We have art by William. William is our lead singer. Okay. Yeah, he's a journeyman electrician, but he's also an artist. So we're going to have a couple of his original pieces on there. Nice. For auction. A product package from Root Bar Salon. Okay. I have no idea what's going to be in that. 
We're going to, we're still working on it to either do a private party. Someone can auction to have us at their private party or invite them to like one of our rehearsals, like our, one of our parking lot rehearsals. Yeah. And then I thought about uh, basically pimping my guys out. <laughs> like, I, 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 thought, I thought you just did that. I freaking <laughs> love it. <laughs> not in that way. I just, Come on. So it's a lot of money in this shoulder, industry right now. Yeah. So shoulder high weed lawn care. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Do they all know about this? <laughs> yes. And then we all decided that since none of us are really lawn care professional yeah. that's not that a good idea after after you hire us to do your lawn you might yeah. have to actually hire professionals to do it again yeah yeah so we might just come to your place and play you a few songs of your acoustic set and i think that's a great idea actually and just leave a patch where everything was set up right kind of <laughs> <laughs> like lawn care yeah we also thought about um doing a car wash oh right I remember yeah, you talking and, about that. And then again, I went, we're going to wash the cars and then they're going to have to go get the car washed. Again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we will hold a little concert entertainment while other people, nice volunteers that want to help us out, wash people's cars. Yeah. So I have a question off the wall with your memes lately, your little blurbs on Facebook. Are these memes or is this stuff that you're coming up with in your head in the morning? Inquiring minds want to know. She's got oh, some really crazy. funny posts lately. So I'm not going to lie. I've had a little bit of a brain block. I normally come up with stuff on my own. <laughs> and I'm just looking at these memories, you know, the memories that come up on Facebook. Yeah. And I'm like going back, like since 2009, I'm like, wow, I really haven't posted anything intelligent <laughs> in a long time. So I'm just regurgitating that stuff. But yeah. I like it. It was good. It's been a good. It's been a good post every day. They're actually pretty funny. They make my day. I get like messages from people if I don't post something. Well, get on it, lady. Okay, so we want to bring you back on in the next couple of weeks. We'll uh, give you a shout out, and I'm glad that you were able to join us on this intro. When is the auction in that? When does it end? We haven't posted it yet because I'm still trying to put okay. some packages together. Okay, Leanne. I'm getting and, on uh, it. Okay. Oh. Okay, I'm and then uh, once we put it together, we'll start advertising it, and we'll let you guys know for sure. Okay. Oh yeah, I gotta talk to certain people. Okay, I'm on it. All right. Thanks Thank for you joining so us. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hello, Lizzie Pro speaking. Hi, it's Leanne and Corey. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm kind of a goof because I have no idea what messenger calling is. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I dialed the wrong number, so we're even. <laughs> but uh, it's nice to have you on our show. Thank you for joining us and yeah. spending some time with us. Welcome. Excellent. Are we live now? We are. We are, but we're recording you, so we get to edit whatever parts you want. Yeah. Oh, right. I got it. I this, got it. This is how we do it. We just surprise you and start the interview. Ta-da. No, <laughs> I'm in the hot tub right now. <laughs> this, Perfect. Oh, nice. Like, like uh, Deuce Bigelow, the American Gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> Eating uh, bologna sandwiches. Nice! <laughs> bologna sandwiches in the hot tub. <laughs> wow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're giving the, the viewers or the listeners some uh, visuals. <laughs> yeah. Very 
go. Yeah. I'm, I'm hungry now. So I'm actually drinking a pink Whitney. Nice. Which is a new cocktail. It's vodka and pink lemonade. Oh, okay. And you can't even taste the vodka. I so wouldn't think that's you would dangerous. unless you really, really put a lot of vodka in there. Right? <laughs> you know, I did a double Ryan Red Bull before the show today. Really? Yeah. Can't tell at all. On, on the drive over? or? Well, I had an hour in between. Oh, okay. <laughs> so all right. we're good. <laughs> so, Lizzie, back to our guest. Yes. How was <laughs> Or your, is it Elizabeth? Leanne, who's this dude that's talking to me? This is my amazing co-host... Corey, he has been with me for almost a year We're we almost on a year and he's amazing. He's a comedian. He's an entrepreneur. He's a photographer. He's pretty cool guy. (laughs) I like having him around. Awesome. Sorry. I Uh, thought thought we'd cover that at the beginning. Will he stalk you? Well, he's pretty good looking. I can get him to if you want. (laughs) And he is single. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Corey's dating site. (laughs) Effing 40s. How are you doing? Normally you pimp out our guests. I know. It's you this time. I'm sorry. (laughs) So let's start with your life. You have a pretty cool, very interesting life that you've traveled. And you just released a book. Yes, I did. It's in the bookstores, right? It's an indigo and stuff like that, right? It's all over the place. Nice. Amazon, indigo, bookstores, on my website. La, la, la. I sell, 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 sell. Is it, is it on Audible? Yes. Not yet. Oh, no, not that's yet. a whole other thing altogether. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought it was, but. Okay. Next book, definitely audio and video. Yeah. Yeah. So how many books have you uh, produced now? Number one. Oh, okay. What's the title of your first book here? Waiting for Winter. Uh, What's your name, Corey? Yes. Corey. (laughs) It's not not necessarily about winter at all. I was going to say. Is this uh, a nonfiction? Yeah, memoir. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and I could see Corey's done some research on me. He was busy. He's got like three businesses. I drag him for on here for you nothing. Sent a, you sent me a Facebook and link. And I sent him a Facebook link and he like, couldn't. How much can I and learn And it wasn't from enough. It's my fault. Facebook I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I feel like I'm getting reprimanded here. Like what's going on <laughs> in my okay. own interview? Let's start from scratch. Let's start from scratch because that's where I wanted to start. But I wanted to, I want okay. to talk about your book as well. So let's start out where your career started, like you started out young, you were a figure skater. Yes. I started when I was like four or five in Radicalville, Saskatchewan. Okay. Which is actually Radville, Saskatchewan, okay. but I call it Radicalville. <laughs> okay. And and which way was it radicalized? Well, do you know people from Saskatchewan? <laughs> <laughs> I've met a few. I you know. Yeah, we're a little bit nutty. Yeah, little nutty people from the prairies. You know. Yeah. yeah. A little crazy. Um, how many? How many people in Radicalville? A thousand. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's that small town. Yeah, I have seven brothers and sisters. Oh. My wow. mom and dad have been married sixty-seven years. Next week. Still alive and kicking. My dad kept skating till he was 80. I got my dad's legs, his skating legs. <laughs> nice. So I left Radicalville when I was 13 to train in Weyburn, which is a little bigger. It was like a little city, <laughs> actually. Much, yeah. 
And then I uh, trained in uh, Toronto when I was 16 at the Cricket Club in Toronto. And the book's got some funny stories about that. Got a lot of gay friends. Yeah. Because I know that you'd find this hard to believe, but a lot of figure skaters are gay. No. (laughs) (laughs) I am shocked. I know. (laughs) I know. What comes to mind is, have you guys noticed that gay, lesbian, and trans is really trendy right now on Netflix? No. (laughs) As far as content goes. (laughs) No. (laughs) I noticed there's more of it. Yeah. There's like shows with younger adults as well as teenagers with a lot of this stuff now. So it's kind of stunning. It's trending right now. Yeah. Anyways. I'll skip to a story, Corey and Leanne. Um, (laughs) I'm skipping to a story. I eventually joined Disney on Ice in my mid-30s. Okay. And I was Daisy Duck with Disney on Ice. So, And that's that's touring, obviously. Yeah? Yeah. So where did you get to tour? I got to tour in the southern states in Australia. (gasps) Nice. Yeah. So... Anyway, my Daisy Duck story, there is a chapter in the book called Daisy Duck. I think Daisy deserves it. You know, she's a pretty important character, right? Yes. Yeah. So anyway, we had nothing to do at night. Nobody wanted to go to their hotel rooms. Sometimes we were on ecstasy. (laughs) You know, we went to clubs. I don't know. It was just nuts. Yeah. So, anyway, the rock, I used to go the on rock star this touring is the life. best <laughs> interview ever. <laughs> Anyhow, pay attention. Pay attention, yeah. you two. Yeah. All right. Anyways, we used to go with the gay guys a lot to gay bars because that's where we'd go. Yeah. And we started playing pool at this gay bar in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I'm kind of cute and small, cute and yeah. small, and lesbians like me for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we're playing pool, and this lesbian like took a shiny to me, and I'm like, all right, I'm okay with this. It's cool, you know. I'm kind of flattered, but anyway, I got sort of tired of hanging out with the gay boys, and I said, oh, I got to go. You know, I got to go. And she goes, no, don't go. Don't go. She goes, all I want to do is, is buy you a steak and a beer. <laughs> <laughs> a steak and, and a beer. A steak and a beer. And that was the best offer I had on Disney on Ice. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> that was a dark time. Anyway, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So where did you go from there? From Daisy Duck? Yeah. This is getting in towards your 40s, right? Like you're moving towards your 40s here, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was Daisy Duck in my 30s. 40s, well, when I turned 40, I just opened Core Yoga and Pilates downtown in Calgary. Okay. And I owned that for four to six years and had a complete breakdown and ended up in hospital. Okay. That story is in the book. Okay. And that's your 40s, right? That's your like F you. <laughs> yes. Right? 
Yes, that was the effing 40s. Yeah, the effing 40s. (laughs) Reason why I started this show. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we've had a lot of fluffy pieces, but there is a dark side to a lot of stuff. And it's nice to hear you be so honest about it. Thank you, Leanne. I appreciate that. I really do. Because it's hard to own when you're down and out or when you've extended yourself emotionally, physically, all around, right? And the fact that you own this and you tell people about it, I think that's a great tool to help you survive through that era because it can be your fuck you, right? Yeah, So, So from there, you got through the hospital. How did that go? Did you get treatment? Did you seek out help? Like they got you help? No. (laughs) No? (laughs) Well, I'm not talking about that kind of help. I'm talking about the depression side. No. To be perfectly honest with you, I'm not going to tell the whole story because it's in the book. Yeah. But, you know, I was put on antipsychotics, sleeping pills, tranquilizers. So I was pretty numb. I was numb for 10 days. Yeah. Yeah. And... Was the hospital experience good? No, it was traumatic. Yeah. And pretty much any hospital, if you're in a psych ward in any hospital in Calgary, and I would imagine anywhere in the world, it's not it's not a great experience. Yeah. So did that help you um, get up and motivate you to do what you're doing right now? Yeah, because, you know, I finished the book last year and published it October released it October 21st and then I spent about three to six months uh, promoting it online and just uh, you know humping it you know every day just promoting the book and and now I'm working on um, breakthrough not down yeah breakthrough not down a mental health handbook nice. for women and men of all ages uh, with illustrations so this is you know the first book was sweet. Uh, it was a joy to write. The first one is the sweetest, I believe. This one, for me, is going to be a game changer because, you know, mental health is a hot topic right now. Yes, especially and with good. what's gone on, yeah. And good, and good that it is. Yes. But to be honest with you, Leanne and Corey, we have a ways to go. Yes. We've got a long way to go. Yes. And I'm planning to do two books. One's going to be teens and tweens. The first book will be adults of any age. And the second will be uh, teens and tweens. And it's not just going to be a book. It's going to be, you know, I'm going to try and get onto Netflix. I'm going to try and, yeah, like I've got some big dreams for this. I want to partner with uh, Bell Let's Talk. I have a relationship with Bell Let's Talk. And, you know, so that's going to be the game changer book for me. Whereas Waiting for Winter was a really good start for me. Definitely. I can't wait to actually like read it. Excellent. Did you see the book trailer? I haven't seen it. You're, did you send it to my link? Because I didn't get it. I may have attached it to your email, but I can't remember. Oh, we'll, but, we'll post it with this interview for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's on YouTube. It's really freaking well done. It's uh, night School Films by Jordy Day um, here in Calgary. Super talented guy. He did the hockey documentary on Netflix. Took him two to three years to do, but he got it on there. And 
uh, he just did a really good job. And, uh, so I'm, um, you know, blasting the video to the States and all over the freaking place I can find. So, anyway, so it's all good. So good. Well, thank you for coming on our show tonight and giving us your time. Um, can we bring you back, Lizzie, when, like, and bring you back in another month or so and talk to you about what's going on in your world and how the book's doing? Absolutely. I'd love to talk to you guys. Awesome. Thank you so much for tonight. Yeah, thank you. And yeah. for your story. I'll send you an invitation when we go live on stage at The Beggar. Okay, sounds good. And just a plug for me, you can connect with Lizzie at elizabethpro.com. That's Elizabeth Prost, like cheers in German. Okay. Dot com. YouTube, Elizabeth Pro, Facebook, obviously. And you can get a personally signed copy from me on my website. And if not, you can go to Amazon, Indigo, or Owl's Nest Books. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. Stay cool, man. You too. We'll talk to you okay. soon. I'll send you the links to the show when it goes out. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. okay. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. Hello. Hi, Danielle. It's Leanne and Corey from the hey. 40s. <laughs> yes, it is. How are you? Good. How are you doing? How's work? I'm pretty good. Yeah. Thanks for joining thanks us. For wrapping it up. Yeah, thanks for having me. Did you say you're just wrapping up work? Yeah, I'm in the office, so it's, it's not. I'm just hanging out here to do the interview. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. So what did you have yeah. to do today? What were you, were you on set or? Um, knowing the role that I'm doing right now, I'm the set deck coordinator on a TV show. And that means I kind of hold on the fort in the office and keep the paperwork rolling and communications and stuff like that. So Okay. And so yeah. I went to visit this beautiful little happy shop. I call it yeah. <laughs> in black diamond <laughs> yeah. and it was amazing. And I sent you pictures thank actually, we posted it at the wall. Um, beautiful. Done yeah. It. Thank you. So how's it, means, that it means a lot. Well, it's like any, I guess, <laughs> starting business, you know, it, it's always, um, takes time to build and get out there. And it's a little bit tricky because obviously we, we can't do a lot of marketing. There's a few things we found that we can sort of do coming up here, but, um, Right now, it's sort of like we are breaking even and just trying to build some more momentum. But beyond, I don't know, it's really tricky because that's, that's just sort of talking about like the financial business end. But how is it going as far as like the impact on the community and the people? It's going incredible. Like like Good. there's magic happening in that space. Like, like literal magic. It's just crazy. The people who come in there and, and just see... Like we've had people come in who are like, I do energy work and the angels told me to come here. And we're like, what? <laughs> like, seriously, seriously. What, like, okay. So what crazy. is it? What yeah. is it? The so building I'm from? totally confused. Yeah. She owns the, the pot shop in uh, Black Diamond. Oh, okay. that's why I said the happy shop. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, my happy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, like I got a really cool mug and you can put your hoots in it. And yeah. have your you, can't, right. you can't promote Was it this? the unicorn? Am I allowed to promote this? 
Why, why not? I don't yeah. see why not. Yeah. Like, why can't we say the yeah. name of the shop? I'm, well, I don't know. I was just trying to, on. I didn't know if I was allowed to or not. So I guess it's my show. I can do what I want. <laughs> we just mysteriously promote this happy place that people You're like, what's this? What is this? A mushroom shop? No, well, that's it's actually where I was a going. Shop. She's like, it's literally magic. I'm like, okay, mushroom place. <laughs> now, as soon as mushrooms are legal, I'm all over that too. <laughs> nice. That's actually, on its way. Your prices are like really good too. Like, I was pretty impressed. What's the name oh, of your thanks. shop? Just before, let's get yeah, that Yeah, it's called Enlightened Herb Cannabis. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And how long uh, have, yeah. you, have you had that? Well, we formed the company in 2018, and then it was, it's me and one other partner. We opened on August 1st, this last year, 2020. Great. Nice. Good yeah, for you. It took a while to kind of develop yeah. and go through the hoops of, you know, it's been interesting just kind of watching the whole industry develop and just kind of be along for the ride, you know? Well, yeah. And I mean, you're an independent, uh, obviously yeah. uh, owned yeah. shop and that's, that's pretty rare because the industry mm-hmm. really got snapped up by yes. players quickly. Oh, well, I can talk all about that. Um, yeah. There's a lot of shifts going on. I mean, it's a new industry, so of course it's going to continue shifting and developing, but I kind of always, you know, say to people, you know, who are excited that the industry, you know, that we legalized cannabis and all this sort of thing. And it's like, yeah, it's great. We freed the plant. But now what we've done is corporatize the plant, which yeah. is even yes. worse. Yeah. yeah. Because it means all the sharks who would have put you in jail five years ago are now the ones putting their hands in your pockets for all your money. Yeah. Selling you pot. And, and I think it's disgusting. Yeah. So um, are you allowed to the- deal with uh, local people like that are growing it? Do you no. deal with lo- no. no, you're not, eh? No. It's all federal, eh? We- it's got to be stamped with well, like tobacco, right? It's, it's got to yes, go through. Yes, it's got excise stamps. Yeah. 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 Wow. So, I mean, it goes to like Health Canada has their regulations, then it's up to each province to build the regulations in each province. So, each province is doing things slightly differently. And in Alberta, the AGLC is like the mafia because they are your regulator. They're your sole distributor and they're your competitor because they're the only ones who can sell online. So does that include so, even your merchandise? No, that's, oh, that's a cannabis good. product. Yeah. 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 Okay. But they're, yeah, they're the only it. ones can, but, who can sell online and they can sell against yes. you. Yeah. Yes. And they also have a, a list of approved accessories. So we can only sell from this. We can get our accessories elsewhere. So they don't even sell accessories. But we, so we can, we can source those wherever we want, but only from an approved list. And we have to lock up all the accessories. Whereas, you know, you can go into any head shop and there's stuff sitting out on the counters and stuff yeah. on, on, you know, shelves. No, we have to have everything locked up. Wow. So there's, there's these weird rules that <laughs> some, some of the rules I totally get and make sense and yeah. other ones are just out the window and you're like, okay, what are you doing? I always thought they should have just regulated it like carrots. Like, right. Exactly. Anybody can grow it. Anybody can, you know, but you wouldn't give a whole carrot to your baby. You might give it carrot juice at some point in time. As a child's eating a pot leaf. I get it. I get it. It's just a plant, man. It's just (laughs) Just a plant. Right. Why is your baby so mellow? (laughs) So Daniel, let's talk about your music career. Like you, you're a singer songwriter and you obviously have people that like Ty Marshall. He was like all excited that we we're interviewing yeah. you. Yeah, I saw him yesterday. He oh, did you? My iPhone. <laughs> oh, nice. Ty, the iPhone yeah. guy. Ty, the iPhone guy. Shout out to him. Who's yeah. also a great musician. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he oh, is. Yeah. yeah, he's come on our stage, no problem. Like, just come out and played, and then made fun of me at nice. the same time. Yeah, because that's how nice. Ty rolls. That was a fun night. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, what else do you do? So, you're you do some production. So, you write music. 
What kind of instrument do yeah. you play? Like guitar, bass. I've been learning accordion, um, okay. but can't say I'm very proficient yet, but, but have done a few songs on that and kind of dabble with a few things. But uh, like my first love has been music and I've been a songwriter, singer songwriter for 25 years or something like that. Like back in the day, I was on the Rita McNeil show and did, you know, some cool touring and had like Burton Cummings sing on a record, things like that. Wow. And, you know, then as life goes, you, you know, getting, hitting my mid forties at one point going, well, I don't want to live on my brother's couch anymore. So how do I balance my life? And I'm like, well, why don't I get in the film business and then I can sort of make some money and then you get time off between shows where I can then go and do some music projects. So I try and balance it up that way now. Yeah. And so how, so and, do you and, mind me asking yeah. how old you are? I'm going to hit 50 this year. That's right. I have a lot of close yeah. to 50s. So your 40s yeah. were your grow up point. You want to say that? Like it's your like get your shit together. <laughs> a, a little bit. I mean, yeah. I mean, when it's kind of worried that way, it sort it makes it sound like you know I should have got my shit together a long time ago. But I have no regrets whatsoever. It's like I've toured the continent. I lived out of a van. I've like had all these amazing experiences. But at some point, it's also like, well, I want balance. I want a better balance in my life. So. Um, for me, that was, you know, finances and a little bit more stability and, and but not wanting to give that all up either completely. Yeah. So how to find that balance where I'm still doing that, but can bring other things in, in my world. So it, it's not like, you know, as soon as I thought about getting a day job, I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, it would kill my soul. <laughs> so I'm like, what, you know, what can I do that would I be good at, that I can get paid well at? Cause for a while, actually, I worked at the city of Calgary and helped organize events. Oh, nice. And then, it's, and then at some point, I'm like, well, what are my opportunities here? And they're like, well, we'll give you New Year's Eve and you can organize that. And if you do that, we'll see if we can get you a more permanent thing. And I'm like, that'd be great. So I organized all of New Year's Eve, you know, with a, with a team, of course, but they yeah. kind of had me taking the lead on some of it. And then after that, I'm like, what are my opportunities? And they sent me over to the HR department who picked my file up and went, oh, you don't have a degree. You, you can't, we can't hire you for anything. Yeah. I'm like, wow. but I just did it. I just did it. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, so without a degree, what can I do? And I yeah. realized, well, the film business and, and that that really suits my personality and I can get paid well to do what I'm doing and keep in the arts and nice. all that. Nice. And uh, so when we uh, go on stage, um, we'd like to invite you back, actually. Oh, sure. And uh, come down and have wings with us once uh, the beggar opens. Oh, nice. Because yeah. we do a stage show and I'd actually like to see you play. And sing for us if you're into that. I can give that a shot. I, I feel very rusty right now because also with COVID, I haven't really done much in the past year. And then working at, with the store, anyway, yeah. I have to get practiced up. But. <laughs> no <laughs> pressure. No we'll pressure. Give some, we'll give you a reason to get but practiced But come, come yeah, down exactly. and uh, hang with us and on a wing night and come chill with us. That'd be great. That sounds great. I would Thank love you. to meet you. So do you want to give some links to give yes, a shout out to everybody? Oh, the links? links to the store. Yeah, sorry, the links in your, said. yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so we're at enlightenedherb.ca is the website. And you do have to be over 18 to, you know, go out. It'll ask you. Yeah. You'll have to verify that. And our Instagram got shut down, but we've just created a new one. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it's enlightened underscore herb. And then Facebook is also slash enlightened herb. Awesome. Well, thank you for giving yeah. us your time tonight. Between Thank deliveries. You. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and I look forward to meeting you. I'll send you all the links to the show. Yeah, can I ask you, how did you stumble across the store? Oh, we were driving I, from Longview. 
<laughs> yeah. And we saw it as we pulled over and I was, it was on the side and we were like, we need to buy some happy stuff. And then as we're saying that it like, there's your store. So funny. Yeah. You're like, there's the church of weed right there. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> and then I walked in. I'm like, this is very whimsical. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> so Thanks. much so before doing... even asking you, I posted a bunch of pictures on my profile. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. We do have some people who are like driving from Calgary now because we are doing something quite different and not just in the aesthetic, but it, you know, we really care about the plants. And so we're, we're actually not bringing in a lot of the big corporate players. We're bringing nice. in the micro bros and yeah. those people who are singing to the plants and doing it right. And yeah. Nice. That's well, great. I look forward yeah. to having you on the show and having you actually at the beggar. Thank you very Sounds much good. for your time and you have a great Thank night. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. You too. Thanks All you guys. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The Effing 40s is sponsored by Blind Beggar Smokehouse Swamp Donkey Amps Corner Salon Tracks VR One Wheel Services John William Wade & Associates and the Human Input App Hello Hello, is this Native Sons? Yes, this is Ashton Blake from Native Sons Hi, this is Leanne and Corey from the Effing 40s How you doing Ashton? I'm doing fine, how are you guys? Good, Thanks sorry. Yeah, sorry we're a little bit late. We're, we've been like in studio and traffic and Calgary traffic is nuts. <laughs> they just released everybody from uh, restrictions. So. Yeah, <laughs> so everybody's uh, lost their brain. <laughs> Whereabouts are you guys? Calgary, uh, Alberta, Canada. Oh, Canada, nice. Right? Okay, so that's, that was the, the time time difference i guess we're in the igloos no just kidding i'm just kidding no, we're, in, totally. we're in the mountain zone yeah mountain zone and nice. you're uh, you're all the nice. way down in uh, kentucky is that right yep louisville kentucky and how's that how's uh, the weather down there uh, right now the weather is uh, humid it's just looks like it's going to rain in one part and then it looks really sunny in another so it's just kind of like wait a minute and it'll almost change. like calgary <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah probably a lot warmer though so we've been taking a look at your stuff. Like you guys have a lot of new stuff coming out and you've been touring. Yeah, we kicked off our tour April 23rd, uh, but the dates really start to um, push hard in, in July. Um, and then we go all the way till I think uh, mid-November until we stop and, you know, everything down here kind of freezes over. You know, we're not used to the cold. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, where are you getting around to on this tour? Oh, we're going all, all over the place. I think uh, we're going as far as west as uh, Nebraska. We're going down. They're talking about Florida, but right now we've got dates in Virginia, Georgia. We're going to be on Monsters on the Mountain. That's in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. We'll be there with Kingdom Come, Tesla, Night Ranger, Vince Neal, all those, all those uh, 80s hair metal guys. we got a, a show in Georgia with Brilliant Axe. Uh, so the dates have been piling up. They can actually uh, check out our bands in town. Uh, that has all our dates. Awesome. Very nice. Must be uh, very exciting to get back out there. Yes, uh, it's very exciting. You know, it's kind of strange the way that, you know, Native Sons kind of happened. It was, uh, you know, we recorded everything in 2018 and then it was shelved uh, due to health reasons for some of the band members. Yeah. And then, um, you know, COVID hit and we decided we were going to try to get back and then COVID hit. And then all the original members were like, I've got to go get jobs, you know, uh, take care of the home life. And, yeah. and they yeah. just, I was the only one that could continue doing it. So they were just like, go on, you know, find new members and, and push it. My only goal was to put out the CD 
and see where it would take me. And it's, it's just taken me to Monsters on the Mountain. Now I'm opening for people like Tesla. And it's been crazy. That is you know, pretty with the cool. The original <laughs> members. Yeah. That is awesome. Right, Congratulations yeah. on that. And I saw uh, you've been doing like a lot of PR. You've had some shows you've done, right? We did some shows with Ron Keel and uh, Jasmine Kane. And I think we went to Detroit and headlined a show there. Uh, we opened for South of Eden. It's a rock band. They're up and coming. I think they're going to be on Louder Than Life down here in Louisville. So hopefully we get to see you in Canada next year. Yeah, I, I would uh, say to anyone who wants us in Canada, they can hit up uh, our uh, com to book us right from the, the site. Our manager uh, will get in contact with you. We would love to come to Canada. That'd be awesome. There you go, guys. So, yeah, and we do a lot of promotions with other businesses, and our, our, our show is getting out there with other musicians and producers and stuff like that. So we're really excited that you agreed to come on the show. Thank you. So yeah, where well, can everybody find me. all your links, just so we know before we let you go? And I'd like to bring you back in the next couple of months if we can. Yeah, you can uh, actually literally ask Siri to play Native Sons, and, and she will most likely pull us up. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, pretty much anywhere music is streamed, iTunes, uh, Spotify. So, yeah, that's that's where you can find us musically. Uh, Highballmusic.com is uh, where you can buy the CD or you can hit us straight up from our Facebook. You know, we're a new band. We've been uh, a band for about four months. Are you doing really so well? We're, we're kind of doing, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, hello. We, we've, been, we've been blessed. Yes, been you blessed, have. Uh, you know. We don't take anything for granted, you know, all of all the shows that we've we've been given and, and uh, the people we've had the pleasure to work with. It's been just amazing, an amazing experience. It's been an adventure. Uh, actually, we play, we opened for uh, Kick and Valentina in, in Maryland. We went to Baltimore and we hit a deer. We totaled our, our tour van. Oh, no. Uh, so we're, we're actually doing a, a GoFundMe page. So if anybody wants to donate to that, help us get back. Yes. Uh, on the road. I mean, we're almost to our goal, you know, so anybody, it's called build the bus. We're the first one on the, on the list there. Okay. Well, you know what? We listen to your music. You have amazing music. I'm really excited for you guys. Congratulations on your four month progress. Like who gets that? You're blessed. Lots of love. Can we bring you back then in a couple of months and see how it's going then? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. We would love to be a part of it. Maybe I can even get some of the other guys we're kind of scattered. Yeah. I'm from more Southern Louisville. Some of them are from Indiana and uh, on up. So we're, we're kind of, you know, scattered around, but we're writing new music now. Uh, we're going to get into the studio and hopefully have something new by March 12th of 2022. Nice. Well, keep in touch with us. I'm going to bring you back on. Uh, well, I appreciate you having me now. So thank <laughs> well, you. we appreciate your time. Thank yeah. you very much. Thanks for joining us. Let's talk about 1002. So they're coming to the show on the 21st. It's in Saskatoon. July. They're coming on the 21st? Yeah, yeah. they're coming they're, to see um, us. Awesome. Yeah, they're, uh, they actually made a really big bill this summer uh, with a bunch of bands, and I just saw it go by. And, uh, you know, obviously they're not a headliner, yeah. but they're playing on these, Which these is big. Big, big stages. Yeah. You know, for a band that hasn't been around to get those opportunities in the summer festivals. That's what you play for Yeah, is to get those move-ups and, you know, Hopefully the uh, the rock stars and their management, you know, the guys that are ahead of you, 
are sitting in their trailers and they're hearing what's going on out there. And, uh, you know, that's how you get noticed and picked up for uh, more tours. And so it's a great opportunity for those boys. And I'm very excited for them to. Well, we love them. Yeah. We love them. Those guys, like, have I talked to them? They're on the phone with me. They're getting ready. We've got a lot of stuff we're doing with them. They're going to be on our stage on the 21st with the Rocky Mountain Maniacs. And on the 30th, we have John William Wade and Colin Middleton. <laughs> I can't speak today. And we also, on the 7th, have Travis Pickering, which is pretty awesome. He's a pretty cool guy. I'm looking forward to meeting him. These are our live shows. These are our live These shows. These are guys coming out to uh, perform for us. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. We're so. going to have swag giveaways. I actually just uh, talked to Big Rock today, their rep, and they're going to look at getting swag for us. So you guys come on down, and we'll do some stuff to give away. And, yeah, yeah we'll go from there. But we Are look we charging for, for our show now? No, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> okay. All right. Wow. That's, uh, yeah, that'll, you be, got a free that'll be one of the f very few free entertainment values yeah. at the beggar all week, I think. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's like a full night, but yeah, right now it's, uh, we do have one show during Stampede that's charged because it's a band. There's a band mm -hmm. behind somebody that we've already set up, yeah. which is Craig Carswell on the 14th. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's great. Yeah, so we've got him, and then we've got a really country twang band. I'm not, I can't remember what uh, Doug said. He sent me the thing, and we all know what my memory is like. Just yeah. hold on, you guys. Speaking yeah. of uh, yeah. live stuff. What's up? And uh, stuff coming back to the beggar. Comedy Tuesday night is there returning on July 13th. Comedy Monday night, which is at Broken City, is uh, starting to fire up July 12th. So the Monday, Tuesday weekly comedy shows are coming back uh, mid-July during Stampede Week. So they'll... Probably uh, expect to see, hear some lampooning of the stampede. That's usually what happens when comics take the stage during the greatest outdoor show on earth. Right. And the 14th of July is Glenn Brown and the Spur Crazies. We're in, I don't know if we're interviewing them. I think they're playing after Craig Carswell. Anyways, that's okay. how it's going. Cool. So we'll see you guys for comedy night. We'll see you for open jam. Get your butts out. Support oh, yeah. the beggar. Yeah. yeah. Open jam starts the 23rd. There you go. So live music's coming back. We're very excited about that. And just, I'm excited to get back on a stage. And me too. Hear people be disappointed with me. Right? <laughs> the humming of the crowd, them going outside for cigarettes, done with our crap. Anyways. <laughs> oh, he's going to tell another story. Oh, God, Leanne's up there talking again. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, she's giving something away. I'll oh, stick around. Oh, wait, wait, she's pulled something out of her pocket then again. Then I'll go for a cigarette. Right? Yeah, exactly. Hello. Hi, Andre. Hi. Hi. It's Leanne and Corey. Hi, Andre. Hi, Leanne. Thanks for calling. <laughs> and Corey. <laughs> no worries. Thanks for uh, joining us on the show, the effing 40s. It's great to have you. <laughs> I've obviously stalked you on Facebook and found out, you know, that you're on, you know, the real world and you've got a band. So do you want to explain some of this to us? Sure. Well, I mean, what do you... What do you need me to explain? Uh, well, you're, well, where you start off? You, and, you're a lifetime musician, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I, well, right. I, you know, had my first band in grade school, and and uh, I've been playing music, you know, my whole life. And now, you know, my effing forties have turned into my effing fifties, and nice. uh, <laughs> and I'm still uh, playing music. Although, you know, it's changed a bit, but now it seems to have come full circle back to the uh, rock music that it all kind of started. It's funny how that is. But uh, I mean, for years, so I've been in LA for like 25 years. 
And about 20 years ago, I stopped playing rock music altogether. Maybe, you know, if you want to save this for the show, I don't know if we're on the show. Yeah, we're, we're, we're live. On yet, you know. yeah. we're, we're doing this. We're doing it. This, this is the way okay. we, we surprise interview everyone. Real just world. Start. Real world with Leanne and Corey. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, it's, it's interesting so, because you did, you sort of, you started and stopped and started again, right? Right. But I've been playing music the whole time. Yeah. I just stopped playing rock music for a long time. Yeah. And had a folk band here in Los Angeles. Maybe the this was, of course, before the alt folk revival and before you know playing folk music was was cool again. So Los Angeles audiences couldn't have been more apathetic and could have cared less. So you know, and right around the time that I just was like getting back into rock music, folk became cool again, and that's fine. I've never been one to chase a fad. If anything, I you know I. I time it just about when everyone starts to like it. That's when I start to hate things. So, right. And the curve. Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. You know, even what, even when I try not to be, it yeah. seems that that's just how it is. I'm always, you know, two steps ahead for my own good. So yeah, right around 2000. Oh, I don't know. Maybe about 2014, 2015, I started playing rock again. First, it was just, incidental as as it was a couple of songs that i wrote that there was just no denying that they were rock songs and i couldn't do anything to bend them to fit my folk band at the time and so i put a you know rock band together to flesh them out so that i could record them and uh, one thing led to another it just felt really good the audiences were i mean it was it was clear that, you know, this is, this was the direction, you know, that I should be in and the tracks got great reaction. We played a show. It was all very organic because we just played a show. The audience is going crazy. So I just wanted to keep doing this. And, and that's really the reason that, uh, that I'm playing rock music again. You have to go where the love is. And clearly that's, that's, uh, what, what happened to me. Well, and I think that's probably, uh, you know, like you say, maybe you're mistiming things, but you're just following your heart as an artist. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And uh, I think that's probably a better syncopation to be in than to just chase the almighty dollar with your artwork. Exactly. Always, always. But, you know, it's funny that, you know, I certainly wasn't playing folk music to chase a dollar. Uh, (laughs) It just so happened that, you know, that was what I was really into. And that's what spoke to me at the time. And still nothing moves me more than, than a well-written song. And some of the very best songs ever written are, are in, you know, that, that genre and some of the, you know, best performers. When I say, you know, folk music, obviously that's a huge umbrella. Oh, that a lot of people have participated in and, you know, everything from Bob Dylan to Allison Krauss and Union Station and bluegrass and all of the roots, Americana, country, all of that kind of falls into that same sort of roots category. And it's just all acoustic music, really, acoustic bass. And I've always written all of my songs on acoustic guitar anyways. That kind of um, aesthetic is, is really, truly what still moves me. And, uh, you know, although, you know, what I do in the rock world is a little more rare than what I do in the acoustic music world. You know, my songs on acoustic, 90% of, of acoustic performers can, can sing and play in that sort of, you know, 
Dylan-esque style that, you know, everyone has borrowed from. But what I do in the rock world is a little more rare and, and it's a little more special and people, you know, I can still bring it uh, vocally and performance-wise in the rock world. And when I say rock, I mean hard rock. And that's something that, you know, certainly not everyone can still do. Certainly not everyone in my age can still do. And, can we ask uh, you how old so, you are? Yeah, I just turned 50. Oh, okay. Well, awesome. you're younger than Corey. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Older well, than me, one. but younger than Corey. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can't sing rock. I, I can play rock. I can do, you know. So how was your 40s? Let's talk about your 40s. Yeah, crazy. My 40s. I got married. I had a child. Bought a house in you Los Angeles, up. which is which is uh, in Los Angeles. Buying a house. So, you know, you say you yeah. buy a house in, in the Midwest. Well, you know, okay. Yeah. But you buy a house in LA and that's like buying three houses everywhere mm. else. I mean, yeah. it's just, uh, it's a real, uh, it's something that, you know, you really have to, uh, uh, work towards and, and save for and all that other, all of the things that get involved in that. So yeah, I really did grow up in my forties, you know, uh, married my girlfriend of 16 years and, nice. uh, we bought a house and we got married and we had our daughter you know, raised a couple of dogs from puppies. <laughs> I mean, really, you know, we, uh, we definitely, uh, yeah, my forties were pretty, um, eventful. It sounds uh, like it. How long have you been married word. then now? Like together all well, together? I've been married for seven years now. Okay. So we've been together for, we've been together for like 17 years now. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah. You don't hear that very often Thanks. nowadays. Especially after COVID. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I guess that's right. I guess COVID really uh, was the, the demise of not only, you know, good people, but good relationships. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a lot of people, uh, it was a very trying, trying time. We'll, we'll definitely say that. So can I ask you, know, you, you know, yeah. you've kind of in, in this restart, you know, a restart of rock and roll at least. What are the differences do you see now for, uh, you know, getting a project out there versus when you were like with Rainmaker? Or... Rain Dance. Rain Dance, sorry. <laughs> Rainmaker. That's okay. Rainmaker. <laughs> um, the biggest difference is the devaluing of music. Yeah. And, um, you know, when, when we were kids, uh, you used to buy albums and you, you know, you took pride in your music collection. And it was really something of value. It was something that people used to get excited about a, a new album or an artist's new upcoming release and concert, you know, and it wasn't just me. I mean, I feel sometimes I romanticize the past in that way that, you know, like I'm the type that used to, we're talking when I was young, young high school, I would stay out overnight and wait in line for tickets and, uh, I saw all of my favorite bands live and I don't just mean some of them. I saw all of them. And as a result, I've, I've been lucky, you know, cause I got to see, you know, tons of great shows, but sadly that sort of atmosphere doesn't really exist much anymore. People are apathetic about music. They've, it's, it's all, you know, and then the quality frankly has sadly gone down in many uh, instances. There's not a lot of good rock bands anymore. I mean, you know, you could say that there's a lot of other kinds of exciting forms of music, and there are. You know, I don't know. It's not the same. Uh, you know, I, I like electronic music, but 
seeing a DJ up there doesn't really do it uh, yeah. the way seeing a rock band actually, you know, did. So, and same goes for, you know, rap, a lot of great rap artists, a lot, you know, we've seen a lot of great rap over, over time, but, but it's changed. you know, <laughs> starting, you know, starting with it's so often they're just borrowing elements from better songs and incorporating that into their own with maybe some new lyrics or something. I agree and with that's you. Just, you know, that's, that's, it's not wholly original. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, sure. It was a great song back when, back in the seventies when it originally came out. So of course it's going to be a great song now that they borrowed, you know, TV wonders, <laughs> superstitious or right, something yeah, like right. that. Or, you know, I mean like, <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, a lot has changed and unfortunately, and I hate to be, a, I hate to sound like a curmudgeon, you know, a lot that has changed, has changed for the worst. Yeah. yeah. As far as music goes. Yeah. And, you know, the proliferation of media and the technology to produce it, I think it's affected a lot of uh, art forms. I'm a, also a photographer. And, you know, you've, you've watched everybody get into the business of photography just because the camera, oh, yeah. the camera does so much work now uh, than it did be, you know, when you were using film and manual focus. And, you know, and that doesn't necessarily mean the product got better just mm. because the camera's doing right. the work. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, I, you know, I, I think that happens everywhere, especially in the media, because, yeah, there's more video production. There's more of everything happening because the technology has just made everybody into the amateur artist. But you you got to. I think that's right. I think that's very that's a, that's a very good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I've had some media shots where I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, I've, you know what? I can tell your photographer, even when you're modeling or, or posing or whatever. Your photographer is your, like, that's the, that's the one that's going to bring it out in you, right? That's kind of sure. their job. Yeah. Well, and your makeup artist, uh, depending well, on yeah, the production you're doing. exactly. And so that if they make you look like a hooker, you can't do anything about that. Yeah. But still. Yeah. Anyways, Andre, so let's, <laughs> let's talk about uh, the real world. Sure. Can we have a talk about that? That's not off limits for you? Not at all. Of okay. No. So what is your role in this? Like, what's going on with that? I've seen little clips and stuff. Okay, well, so I was on the first season of The Real World in 1992, the very first modern-day reality television show. So and, awesome. it, you know, I mean, it really did change the landscape. <laughs> it was a real, it really was a game-changer. Uh, a, a, a lot of things like to, you know, say that they were, you know, they were part of the sea change, but this really was. You know, for better or worse, I mean, it changed the world we live in, and often both, uh, better and worse. I mean, we were just lived through four years of a reality television president. You know, I was sort of on the on the very forefront of of that um, movement, and uh, you know, our, our show, we were totally unaware of what we were getting involved in. It, yeah. it was, we had no frame of reference to go on and uh Corey's life and we every saw day the very me. and we and we, i'm sorry what <laughs> that's Corey's life every day with me <laughs> <laughs> well so we saw the very first episode the week that we moved out of the loft we saw the first episode so yeah. at that moment and and i should mention that it was sold to me i say sold yeah. is not yeah. really the word but it was pitched to me as a documentary style television show I've always been a fan of documentaries, yeah. so I was like, "Sure, great." Well, yeah. come to find out, it was more—it was more like a soap opera. Yeah. <laughs> it was shot like a documentary. Yeah. It was shot like a documentary, edited like a soap opera. Oh no! And um, 
And so, you know, at that moment, when I saw the first episode, I came to the sudden realization that, oh, no, this is, <laughs> this is not what I signed up for. This is this is going to be very different. And it was kind of shocking. And the realization that this is probably not going to be a very good vehicle for my music yeah. Um, yeah. and yeah. and that this is not as as serious. I'm not going to be taken as seriously. So for many years, I, I opted out. I canceled my cable subscription. <laughs> I didn't participate in the reunions that they had. I, I just really shunned it somewhat for self-preservation. Right. Because at the time, you know, it was also a real, I had a small identity crisis and, and had some real issues with the, you know, the sudden fame and, and all of the attention that, you know, because fame without the fortune is really a nightmare Yeah. because basically you're still working for them. When someone approaches you and you're just trying to eat lunch and they want to talk about the show you were on, not only do you feel that you were not compensated well or even fairly to begin with, but now you're, you're kind of on the clock just talking about it to yeah. fans oh, number one through one million really was a difficult adjustment for me. And I, you know, I had one of those crazy episodes where, you know, I was sitting in front of standing in front of the mirror with a razor, you know, cutting my hair in a fit of, you know, yeah. total lunacy, uh, like a Wes Anderson film. Well, just um, like you're combusting, you know, like enough was yeah. enough, eh? Yeah. Elliot Smith playing in the background. I mean, the whole bit, you know, I mean, (laughs) it was a real crazy thing for me as a result. You know, I think that also led to my shunning rock music for a long time and discovering a style of music that, you know, was totally opposite to what I was doing and what was cool at the time and what, you know, you know, I was really searching for some new direction and a new thing for me to, you know, to become because I was so, um, I felt that I had spoiled what, you know, what I originally set out to do. You know, it's funny though, because time changes, you know, it, it, it mellows your perception perhaps. And, you know, obviously with all that, that happened with reality TV and, and, you know, my, my perception of the show that I, that we did the first season of the real world, cause I didn't watch, it. I watched it the first time that it aired. I was like, Ugh. And, uh, <laughs> and that was it. And that was it. Yeah. I stopped. Yeah. I never watched it again. <laughs> so, so where do we find that is. first season? Oh, I'm sure. It's oh, it's up on, uh, it's on Paramount plus, I got that. uh, it's on the Paramount plus streaming network and it's, uh, it's also available elsewhere, but when they asked me to do the reunion, my wife had never seen it. She's 11 years younger than me. So she's <laughs> considerably a different generation. Yeah. She'd seen clips, but you know, because I never sought it out and we'd never sat down and watched it. Well, when they asked me to do the reunion, we sat down and watched the entire first season of real world. And, you know, I was really impressed with it to be perfectly honest, because it was very different than my perception, what reality TV had become had tainted what, what I believed I was a part of. And really what I was a part of was, 
it was it was very it was innocent and uh, it was honest. The first season of The Real World was very honest, and it was just a group of very diverse people having substantive conversations. And you know, much of it was about race and the struggles that you know we face as a, as a society getting along. And so, you know, seeing that today, I was so pleased to actually revisit it and then get a chance to shortly thereafter reunite with that cast and let them know how happy I was to, you know, after all these years when I finally did watch it, to be like, you know, it was really good. I actually really enjoyed this. That's awesome. Um, And many things were maybe unfairly portrayed. You know, I believe Kevin Powell was probably a little unfairly portrayed as an angry person when really he was just, being an honest person of color that, you know, was expressing things as they really were from his, from his perspective. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that I was happy to get that opportunity to express that to him and to, to say it on camera. I don't know if you guys have seen the, the uh, real world homecoming, but that was a a major topic of, of conversation, just being able to, you know, sort of go and say to Kevin, hey, man, you were right. <laughs> and uh, as we've all seen with social media, and as you said, Corey, you know, everyone has a camera. We've seen the injustices play out time and time again. So it was a pleasure to see everyone for the reunion. And it was an honor to be able to reconnect and to to be able to speak to these things with a much wiser and and older perspective and a much more worldly perspective. Very interesting. So, it's it's, a, it's almost, um, you know, because it is the first sort of reality series, it, it, you know, and it just got so perverse after that. Yeah. But that it's this little sort of, you know, the initial. The beginning. Yeah, the initial offering of it. And like you say, because it, it was so real, uh, and maybe it is worth revisiting for a lot of people to just sort of mm-hmm. look at those conversations. Um, and the homecoming, is that your production or who's, who's put that out? Viacom. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess you haven't seen it. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I saw the, the, we saw the previews to it, but I haven't looked it up cause I just got Paramount because uh-huh. in Canada, yeah. it seems to be a pain in the tush to get. Oh, are you in Canada? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Calgary, Alberta, okay. Canada. <laughs> Love Canada. Yay, That's come cool. visit us soon. Yeah. When you get out touring, find yeah. a Canadian tour. Yeah. We have a stage yeah. well, show, I'm... too. <laughs> uh, no, Canada has a, a wonderful history of taking care of their own artists, a music artist. I don't know if they still do, but, you know, they used to really support their uh, their musical artists financially and to, you know, I think that uh, that's really important and good for them. So, right, we shot a six-episode reunion series at the beginning of this year when COVID was still raging in uh, January, and we were able to secure it in the original loft that we shot the first series in. Cool. So that's where we shot the reunion, was in that same loft in Manhattan. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And all seven of us participated, however... Eric Neese caught COVID oh. and was 
unfortunately sequestered in a hotel and could only participate via teleconferencing for the whole production, which was a real shame. Ah, well, is, is he better? Like he feels all better. Oh, he's better now. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Healthy as a horse. So, um, can we bring you back on the show in a couple months and see how your band and everything is doing and how everything's going? Yeah, sure. And, uh, what links do you want to give a shout out? You could go to my website, andrefomomusic.com. We're putting the finishing touches on our new record called Clean Break. We just shot a video uh, for the single, self-titled, Clean Break. That album will be coming out this summer. You can also check out the EP that we put out last year called Wrong Within. The band's name is my name, Andre Como. The two albums, Wrong Within EP from 2020 and Clean Break from 2021. Awesome. And do you have a, are you planning to get out touring? Yes. We just did a um, run in Texas. You know, at the time that we booked it, only the red states were, uh, were yeah. booking shows. Yeah. Even right now, you know, LA is still not fully open. New York is still not fully open. And those are the big cities that one would tend to, you know, base a tour around. Yeah. We're working on um, East Coast, doing something on the East Coast for the summertime. You know, I live in L.A. The whole band lives in L.A. So we'll be doing sporadic regional touring over here as well. I'd love to say that we'll be doing some Midwestern and even, you know, some Canadian dates. But it's such a crazy world right yeah. now. Yes, Who, knows? Who knows? I mean, yeah. let's just hope. Let's just hope that COVID and all of that, you know, sickness is, is in fact in the rear view. Let's just hope, right? Yeah, let's I mean, cross uh, our fingers and toes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, we've all been through a lot. And uh, <laughs> and it seems like we're nearing the end of the tunnel, but... Uh, Still scary. You know, yeah. that's right. We don't know. Exactly. We don't know. We don't know. Thank you for giving us your time tonight and coming on the show and discussing, you know, your travels and your career. And I look forward to bringing you back and I'm going to send you some links and hopefully we get to see you next year. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Thanks for talking. Nice meeting you both. Nice Thanks, meeting Andre. you. Thank you, Andre. Andre.